This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years of experience share their advice. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Well, thank you, Valerie, first of all, for having me. I'm Linda Murray from Houston, Texas. I have over 30 years of healthcare experience. Uh, some of that time period was in long-term care. I have, um, I'm currently working um, health IT right now as a program lead for a software implementation. I have a doctorate in health administration where I defended my uh, dissertation in 2014. And my research study, which brings me in the um, arena of healthcare, of long-term care, was the uh, qualitative phenomenological study of, of the Deficit Reduction Act of 2005 and the impact on long-term care. So basically it just focused on that eligibility requirements and the look back period um, for that eligibility. I'm an author of two books and currently uh, working on my third book. I'm also a notary of the state of Texas. Wow, you have done a lot and uh, 2014 isn't that long ago. So you've been very busy, yeah. oh my goodness. That's awesome. All right. Well, tell us and all this experience you've had, tell us what is the best thing about serving aging adults, their families, or just looking into this part of our world and our lives? Yeah. So we all know that the elderly, that's probably most, the most understood and underserved population that it is. And it's the population that we should love the most and deserve the most love and care. Um, from us. And so I do love serving them because for the most part, when you remove all the complexity of healthcare and, you know, medicine and the processes, they're pretty simple. And they tell you what they need. They know what they want if you listen to them. And so I love them because they deserve our care. And um, in most cases, like in my family, these same people care for me. And so I have a passion for them because I feel like we owe them. Um, and so that's why I do enjoy working for them. Uh, well, and you know, you're right. They do deserve our love and our care because somebody had to feed us and change us and keep us safe and warm and dry. And so now it's, you know, our, our responsibility, I feel, to give back to those who took good care of us in our lives. Uh, so you're so right about that. All right. My next question is about people or organizations who have meant a lot to you in your life. Maybe it's been a parent or a grandparent, maybe it's been an organization out there, maybe it's been another person. So who would you like to talk about or what organizations would you like to talk about? Yeah, so I guess, first of all, uh, definitely my, my parents, my mother, whom I uh, took care of until, you know, until her demise and everything. But um, she was definitely influence in my life um, and just instilled in us to fight for what you want, that success. So she definitely was that person who reinforced me. nothing is impossible um, if you put your best foot forward and, and work for it and nothing is impossible and you definitely can um, achieve it. And I think um, I want to just shout out to the healthcare workers. Um, we, we often say, you know, we know doctors and nurses, but specifically for me, it's like that EMS driver, because I do recall, like, they would have to pick my mother up three times a week 
secretary dialysis. And so those people are kind of sometimes overlooked and they go through a lot coming to those nursing homes, picking them up and bringing them back sometimes late in the evenings. And those healthcare workers that are also in those long-term care facilities <clears throat> sometimes, excuse me, overlooked. And so just giving a shout out to them and then those agencies that does like the elder care um, that reaches out um, to help family members when they need someone to support them. So just a shout out to them. Yeah, I, and I would agree. You know, we haven't um, talked much about our first responders, our EMS, our ambulance drivers, our, our EMTs and uh, paramedics who are first on the scene they're first to come to our aid when we need something. And sometimes it's a routine transfer, you know, it's just somebody who go, does the same thing every week. But, you know, those folks uh, oftentimes don't get enough credit for uh, all they do. And, and sometimes, you know, they're putting themselves in harm's way to help us. Um, so it, it might not be a simple thing. It might be a very tragic or, a dangerous situation that they're helping us in. And we certainly uh, don't give them enough credit for the hard work they do because that really, you're right. In being an EMT, uh, doing those jobs, that is hard work all the time. There's Absolutely. heavy lifting involved. There's um, odd hours. I mean, it, it can be, and then of course, you know, in an emergency, you're, you're on the highway, on the side of the road, trying to help a crash victim and your life is just as much in danger. So Thank you for giving those folks a shout out and the rest of our healthcare workers, obviously, and uh, those uh, CNAs and those, those uh, home health aides and uh, the uh, caregivers who um, maybe they're not quite registered nurses, but they have the hardest job, uh, I think, in the facilities and in the home because they're there all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. All right, let's talk a little bit about online marketing. So you have written some books and you probably have a website which we will put with this video. Um, what has been your experience or thoughts on online marketing? Yeah, so you know, I, everybody knows what COVID things change. For some of us, I think some things remain the same because we did you know, utilize um, online marketing uh, just to reach out various conferences and seminars and things of that nature. But just to flip it a little bit for me during this COVID period, what I've done is reached out to my family and created a forum that's called the Family Communication Exchange. What we did was that we reached out to healthcare experts, so just experts in the family, created a format to where they could come uh, to a platform to where they could come and discuss some of those healthcare issues, some of those, you know, is this true or not about COVID? And so bringing that expert from the family to talk to family members, not only prevented, uh, created awareness, but it also created opportunities, not only for that uh, healthcare provider, but for uh, leads that, that the family member may go out now and feel comfortable going to that doctor, to that dentist. Um, and also, you know, promoted like marketing for, for both sides of it. So we use that platform during this COVID period. It's to use a family structure, uh, Zoom, do Zoom videos, and then post those videos. Very nice. That's a great idea. Um, and so, yeah, I would say having... Um, if you have healthcare professionals in your own family, or if they are someone else that's willing to come talk to folks, um, just like we're doing right now and sort of dispel some of those myths, 
uh, that is, ugh, there's so much misinformation out there uh, and Absolutely. it's hard to know who to trust and who to get your, mm-hmm. <laughs> is it your Facebook friends yes. or is it someone with a degree in uh, exactly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And it's needed. You know, we have elderly uh, members, a lot of them in my family, and I didn't want them to go out, listen to some, you know, myth or something. So we brought those experts that were already in the family and friends and they invited their colleagues and friends to speak to us in an intimate session. And then, you know, it created, you know, just open and blossom of other opportunities that uh, they could get marketing leads and also referrals and that kind of thing. Very nice. Great idea for anybody out there. Yeah. Utilize who you know and what you already have right in your own mix of family members. That's awesome. Absolutely. So cool. All right, what piece of advice would you give to senior care providers out there? Yeah, so I think the first thing for me is to listen because a lot of times they speak to us in many languages. Um, It may be verbal, nonverbal. And I think a lot of times we don't listen enough, you know, and then to act on that, you know, it may be something simple that that person just wants to move closer to the window or, you know, they may want to eat on the porch or whatever that that may be. It's just to listen to the elderly. Um, They deserve our ear um, and allow them to express themselves. And the next thing I would say is to remember there's a human inside. And one day we're going to be that person and we want someone else to realize that we are human. Like, and so the key word is just to listen to them because they deserve our ear. I I would agree. Thank you for that good advice. Um, Yes, there's a human in there and they've had an entire lifetime before that moment when you met them. So uh, it's important to, you know, treat them with dignity and respect. If you just met them today, it doesn't mean that this is the first day of their life. This is the could be their 100th year of their life <laughs> or the 80th year or the 90th year. And they've right. a whole lifetime of stories and memories and, uh, and listening to them is, is super important. It's respectful mm-hmm. and it's helpful to them to have a year. So, all right. When you have a win in life or in business, <laughs> It could mean anything, could mean any kind of celebration. How do you, maybe you and your family, how do you guys like to celebrate? Yeah, so you know, I uh, funny, one of my chapters in the book is I talk about just celebrate the small things. And I think I, I don't do that enough. But what I tend to do, I say for me, sometimes depending on, you know, what the size of the weekend, it may just be shutting off the computer at five o'clock and going to bed before eight. So sometimes that's a celebration. But certainly I do like to um, have spa days where I just, you know, sit in a sauna and just like, you know, digress and just, you know, just reflect back on the wind. I do have a, a huge family and we do celebrate together. So just reaching out, going out, just sitting down for hours, talking about the wind. And also, you know, sometimes I do talk to colleagues in a celebration of uh, same session. And we also talk about things that we could have improved upon, things that we could have done better. And I guess before COVID, maybe taking a road trip or, you know, something of that nature. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get back to that really soon. Now that uh, yes. we see uh, 
two vaccines that are being distributed. I know everybody still needs to be very careful, but we uh, hope that we can start making those road trips and those bigger gatherings. Um, I look forward to that maybe this fall. <laughs> Exactly. Are co coming up this coming fall, I guess I should say. Exactly. So whenever that happens, we'll all be more than ready to have a big celebration. I think there'll be a lot yes. of uh, it's over parties. <laughs> exactly. Looking Hopefully, forward when everybody's parties. <laughs> yes, when we are, everybody's <laughs> safe then. So, uh, thank you for that. And yes, uh, those are great ways to celebrate. So, I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom with us on this show and for being here. I appreciate it. You did a great job. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.